What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. You ready, man? Party people in the place to be. Uh-huh. It's about that time for us to... Ah! Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Here we go. Hour number two from the NFL Combine, the last day that we're hanging out here as a part of the broadcast this week. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for hanging out with us if you've been with us so far. 615-737-1045. Jump in on the discussion at any point if you would like. We'd love to have you. I know it's been kind of a crowded week, so we haven't done a ton of phone calls, but certainly always enjoy hearing from you guys when we get the chance. Lucas and Kirby, uh, uh, Robert, all making it happen throughout the course of today and we will have more guests sit down with us here in just a little bit coach dave mcginnis and brooks cabina of the houston chronicle will find out what's going on with the second overall pick uh in this year's draft and how hard the Colts are trying to leapfrog the texans to try and get uh better positioning better leverage in the quarterback draft uh but in the meantime a lot of tennessee prospects up here byron young being the first to go through the media and the testing at this point as a part of the edge group the linebackers and defensive linemen going yesterday he had a spectacular performance with all the uh, with all the drills that he was able to go through and was only overshadowed really because nolan smith is an absolute athletic monster uh doing three drills all that he needed to do after missing the vast majority of his final season at georgia uh and you know very comfortably put uh keeping himself in the first round at this point but elsewhere hendon hooker uh, spoke today, Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman have both been at the podium, and in uh, and and uh, Darnell Wright will speak tomorrow with the uh, offensive lineman, the one of the biggest highlights of the Tennessee Titans off season. The offensive line group will be very very heavily scrutinized. But in the meantime, quarterbacks and wide receivers. We had a discussion about who we thought was going to test better yesterday, and I think both of us came back with you know. The idea that Tillman overall is going to be the better performer, but Jalen Hyatt is going to have a big number, or a small number rather, when it comes to the 40 in all likelihood that will attract the most attention. And the idea that Cedric Tillman is, you know, has the ability, I think, to make himself the most money out of any of these prospects that we're talking about from Tennessee because of his absence throughout the course of his final season at UT and still being productive when he finally got back into the lineup. He said he was operating at about 80%. When he came back. When he came back and And, said yesterday, or said today, I don't know if you asked him or somebody else asked him if he was 100% currently. He He said he's 100%. Yeah, he's he's a full go. So um, at this point, you know, Cedric Tillman, I think, is the most intriguing of all of these. But Jalen Hyatt is the known commodity. He's the best wide receiver in college football last year. Um, and all three of these guys were able to speak today. Now, uh, you heard a little bit of Hendon Hooker earlier in the show, but I think that, uh, I think that Cedric Tillman is the player. I, I don't know. Well, let's, let's start with the Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, I think, Tillman, I think, is a little short. We, we've talked about Tillman and, and what he, you know, the common thing I've asked both of them is just what are you most excited to show this week? Mm-hmm. And, and with Hyatt, 
it was phrased a little bit differently. But with Tillman, it was just athletically. What do you, in your workouts? What are you most excited to show? And he said, he said speed. He wants to show that element of speed to counterbalance the six three, two hundred pound frame that's going to attract him to a lot of NFL teams. And with Hyatt, I asked, what's the biggest aspect of your game that you feel like you didn't get to show at Tennessee because of the nature of the offense? that you're most excited to prove. And he kind of lit up a little bit. Uh, he's also, by the way, very excited to run the 40. But this was Jalen Hyatt uh, when I asked him that question. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I'm glad you uh, asked that question. Um, you know, we, in, in Coach Hype's offense, you know, we spread it out, you know, look for matchups. You know, we don't run the regular pro-style offense that a lot of teams run. And obviously what the league runs, um, I can't wait to show my routes. You know, I, I can run routes. And um, just being in Coach Hype's offense, you know, you see a lot of vertical things, this and that. But um, I can't wait to prove and, you know, to showcase, you know, what I can do other than going deep. You know, what I can do underneath, uh, what I can do when I get the balls in my hand. And uh, just can't wait to show, showcase that. So that was Jalen Hyatt speaking with the uh, assembled media earlier today. So now, you know, it's it's the same basic conversation, despite it being a different skill set. Talking about Hinton Hooker and Jalen Hyatt and how much you how much almost you grade on a curve uh, with the Vols offense understanding that it's not necessarily something that's going to translate at the NFL level. Now, you heard Mark Schofield say it earlier, if you're listening to our quarterback discussion. At some point, NFL teams who are drafting these players who are coming from, I don't want to call them non-traditional because they're, 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 there's nothing non-traditional about them in college football, but it's just it's not necessarily what pro-style systems tend to lean towards, and you're seeing a lot more willingness to allow for a trickle-up effect as we get further and further away from you know, my way or the highway type of NFL coaches. The, the profession is getting younger. The profession, I think, is getting more open-minded um, and certainly understanding how, you know, if there's ways that college, uh, college programs are making these players work, why can't we find at least something similar so we can get the most possible out of the prospects that we're investing draft capital in? There, even though there's a lot of elements. Hyatt talked about the Chiefs, meeting with the Chiefs, having a great meeting with Andy Reid. He said he met with their entire coaching staff. And he said they found a lot of common ground from what Tennessee does on offense versus what the Chiefs do on offense. They talked about how great it would be to catch passes from Pat Mahomes. That's the most annoying question to me, by the way. Uh, I think I have decided that that is the most, hey, Jalen, what would it be like to have Josh Allen as your quarterback? Yeah, it would be great. He's an elite quarterback. Like, come on. <laughs> what is he going to say? Like, uh, yeah, he'd be great, but I'd rather throw yeah, Come on, but man. You know, like, why, you know why people do it? Because maybe Josh Allen sees it, maybe Josh Allen quote tweets it. You get a you know one point five million views on a on a useless clip. I know. What would it be like to catch passes from Pat Mahomes? Yeah, it would be bleeping awesome. He's the Super Bowl MVP. I digress. But he said there was a lot of common ground on the Vols offense and the Chiefs offense. Like, he can't help that the splits are different in college than they are in the NFL. But you can still meet in the middle on a lot of things. And I don't really understand why when it comes to quarterbacks with a guy like Levis, it is. It is a notch in the pro column for Levis, right, that he has played in a pro-style offense, that Liam Cohen, his former offense coordinator at Kentucky, was the OC of the Rams, comes to Kentucky, and a lot of the things Levis was doing in Lexington, he will be asked to do in the league. But right? it, it, like that is a positive thing for him. Flesh that out a little more. Just the idea that he is coming into a situation where the terminology yeah. is similar, where the language is similar, so he can be dropped in earlier than, than, say, a prospect who's coming from a different style of yes. play. I don't know necessarily that that's Tennessee. That's just the example that people He use. can be dropped in earlier, but even though he struggled in that offense a lot of times, he, he was much better with Liam Cohen his junior year, or two years ago than he was this past year with a different offensive coordinator. But he did. He still struggled at times. There were inconsistencies. Mm -hmm. There were turnovers. And then for a guy like Hendon Hooker, who... 
basically passed every grade you could possibly, you know, have tested him with this season, right? Completion percentage, yeah, the, some accuracy, accuracy stuff here and there, but did not turn the ball over, great runner, uh, you know, leader, all of those things, the intangibles. But because the offense is different, like, you shy away from it, and you're more, like, why, why not lean more towards this guy passed every test with flying colors this past season, but I'm not really willing to take a chance because there, there are too many things different about what he was doing versus, yeah, this guy knows what we're doing, but he, he wasn't as good in that system. Well, I mean, that just comes down to the individual or the, the coaching staff that you're working with, right? Because what coaches are going to default to, can I trust you? Can I trust you to do, like, in, in what, whatever that, however they define that level of trust, whether it's trust that I know that you know know the language that I'm trying to speak to you and that I can put you out there and that you're not going to put me in a bad position because you know what I'm trying to say right out the gate versus, okay, we can work with you. We have a little more time. We, maybe we have a veteran at the position that we're drafting here that you can spend a little more time learning from, and then we can work you in as a bit part. Let's say, and this is something that the Titans coaching staff got hammered for, the idea that they're using, that they weren't using Chig as much as they could have because they were waiting for maybe him to get more comfortable by their standard within the system so they're using him mostly on special teams and you know in in three tight end sets or two tight end sets but not making him a primary focus of the offense in ways that I think it's fair to say we all think that Chigakonko should absolutely yeah. be a primary driving force of what the Tennessee Titans next iteration of offense looks like so I think that comes down to the the individual coach and then the coaching staff that they're working under and there's no way for us to you know be able to typecast each and every one of those because you bring up you know Jalen Hyatt and and productive conversations with the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid well that's the guy right like yeah that's the guy that you imagine <laughs> that fit I mean right. but you can tell sometimes when guys are are, like these media stuff, there's only so much you can take. Like it's not the same environment as a room with a GM and a coach and an offensive right. coordinator. You can't ask them very, very specific situational football questions yeah. in the middle of people screaming. Which teams did you meet with this? But week? there's something to be said for the way these guys answer questions about the concerns mm-hmm. within their game, and when some seem more prepared than others. And it seems to me like Jalen Hyatt, Cedric Tillman's not really dealing with this because he's got all the the chip boxes checked of what you want. He's what you. He's exactly what you want physically. Yeah. The tape is exactly what you want. Like. Yeah. Contested catch, big play, wide receiver with speed. But Hyatt wasn't a, a contested catch guy. He wasn't exactly an underneath guy, even though he, he kind of you know rebuked that a little bit. No, but it's just they're creating giant not holes a, in your secondary, yeah. and he's sprinting Not a them. physicality guy. And then Hooker has questions, too. Both of them appeared very prepared for those questions, which makes you think they'll be prepared for them in meeting rooms, which will only uh, help them this week. But I can't wait to see what Hyatt runs at the 40. Like he, he's act, you know, people asking, like, what's your projection? You know, what are you shooting for? He's like, oh, yeah, you'll, you'll just have to wait and see. You just wait and see. And he, he did it with a big smirk on his face. 615-737-1045 is how you join the discussion. Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio is going to break down some defensive prospects. We're talking a lot of offense today. We still have tight ends and the rest of the wide receiver group that we spoke to to get to. But in the meantime, Coach Mack will join us coming up next. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here. Ma'am, our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. 
Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, "What is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Welcome back to the Combine here in Indianapolis, Indiana. Scenic, maybe not today, but most of the week. It's always a good time to hang out at the Combine, especially when we can do so in person with our main man, Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Like an extra set of pads, they've been protecting Tennesseans for 75 years. Farm Bureau Health Plans has got you covered. We got coach dave mcginnis we got greg cosell handing out fist bumps at the table mac how we living my guy doing good buck doing good just uh, another day at the combine we got one workout in right we did last night got that done and so we've got the quarterbacks today uh the tight i'm sure you guys have been over there recording what's happening with the receivers and the quarterbacks Mm -hmm. they're on they're on the podium so i mean we're on the gopher wheel here to come by it is it's one of my favorite gopher wheels of i just i think that the, just of the nfl calendar like combine is just such a productive and fun time to be a part of no matter whether you're meeting with coaches and people that you know throughout the course of the league all week long or media people gathering information meeting a lot of these guys in person for the first time kind of putting a face to the tape that you get a chance to see or the 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 plays that you watch made on Saturdays in college football during the fall it's just it's just such a great time for the league i think every year when we come to this thing well i mean it's a it's a vital part of it of course it all started because of the medicals that's why it all started because you know everybody was spending a lot of money to bring players in to their own places you know before there was a before there was a consolidated medical and that's where it started from it really did and then you know it, it's grown it's exponentially and now everybody that's anybody in the National Football League and all the ancillary things that go on with this league they're here this is the epicenter of the National Football League right now no question about it. So what? So for the audience, obviously you've been doing hits on not just the zone, but uh, across the country on various radio stations and outlets talking about the work that you've been doing this week, Mac. But for kind of our portion of the audience, what does the week look like for you beyond what you've been doing with uh, with Titans Radio and the OTP and TennesseeTitans.com and all the great digital content that you have? Yeah, I, I, I have it because I've been coming here for Every one of them. Mm-hmm. So I have, you know, I'd have a, a group. Just of a few. Every one since the existence of this thing. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I have a group of people that I, that I meet with, you know, annually, you know, when we come here. And it's, and it's a nice, we all set it up before we come in here. And I like to meet with, uh, you know, some decision makers just around, just to kind of get a general idea of, what, of what's going on. Then also, I, I, I like to meet with position coaches before I go over to the, you know, before I go over and watch the workouts. Because I've, I've already, I've, I've done some, you know, the, the film. But then I like to start, I like to dig down, not just with 
the personnel people, but with the position coaches that I know and trust, you know, keep it as a pretty small group that, you know, we can just bounce ideas back and forth and nobody's, you know, nobody's trying to steal anything from anybody and nobody's trying to divulge, you know, who's talking to who. But it's just, you know, some some ideas and, and you know, guys that I've done this with for quite a while that, you know, kind of understand to say, you know, they believe what I say and I believe what they say. And so I do that. I, I'll, I'll meet with that. And then, I mean, there's – I thought I was going to be late this morning walking over here because I get stopped a lot. You know, <laughs> when I start walking in the halls down here, as you've seen, you know. I get, I, listen, I, everybody I, knows Coach Mac, baby. Amy and and Ashley quit walking with me when we would start going because I'd get stopped and they'd just walk off and leave me and say, "Here's where we're going, and we'll you know we'll catch you later." <laughs> Coach Dave McGinnis here with us on 104.5 The Zone. So uh, the the first round of workouts uh, last night or throughout the course of the afternoon, leading into the evening. Many more to come, not just today, but into the weekend. Uh, defensive linemen and linebackers, Mac. What was kind of your, what were your takeaways from the work that you saw on the field at Lucas Oil? Well, general overall is just the speed, yeah. just the speed of these dudes. And I mean, you were there. I mean, it, it it's impressive when you when you really look at them. Now, look, your forty yard dash. I mean, that's that's something that just. I mean, if you're running forty yards in the National Football League, either something's really good or something's really bad. Yeah. That that's not. The, but just to just to see them personally, as as you brought up, and then also. You know, to watch him, you know, not only in the drills, but to watch him interact. Uh, you know, I was very impressed with Will Anderson because of the fact that he did every drill. Mm-hmm. And he is, a, he is the dude. He he, did, he's the top non-quarterback here yes. by consensus, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And he did every drill. Every drill, even, you know, of course, I, I stayed till the end. And, you know, they, 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 they wanted to put those hoops out there at the end of everything last night at, at 9 o'clock so that they could, you know, and they had about a select group of about five or six of those guys that they said, hey, we need you to run the hoops. And he jumped right in there and did it. So that tells you a little bit, you know, about, about where he is. I, I, I was, you know, I, I, was, I was interested to watch some of these off-the-ball linebackers because you never really quite know because of what the offenses are that they're spraying. You know, like the Sanders kid, at, mm-hmm. at, you know, at Arkansas. I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to, to, you know, to see him, just see what he looked like. Jack Campbell from Iowa. I wanted to see him and see, you know, see what he looked like. And, uh you know, then the, the Popo kid from Auburn. I mean, you watch on film, you know he's fast, but I mean, he's fast, fast. Yeah. But, you know, he's six foot, 225 pounds. But the, the, to me, just the overall consensus, Buck, if you're asking me what I, I took out of the whole evening over there to begin with, was just the number of guys, how fast they ran, and then how well they moved on the floor. The evolution of linebackers, just generally, Mac. I mean, we, we know what, what the what the game looks like right now, and, and obviously things ebb and flow throughout the course of uh, of of several seasons and things like that, but just how much the the uh, the off ball linebacker spots have had to evolve, and how many you know uh, are converted. We were talking to Anthony Orgy of uh, Vanderbilt, uh-huh. the converted. And he safety. had a nice workout. He did as well, yes. But just the idea of of being able to, and and this has been the case for several years at this point. But how much more, how much bigger, how much faster, how much stronger? Everybody, every position gets throughout the course of the evolution of the sport. Off-ball linebackers is the thing that I think I notice more, most on a regular basis just because they've had to out of necessity. Well, I think you're right, and I think you know, the, what you said was really important there. It is, it, it is kind of it is a trend from safety to linebacker because you're mostly playing against sub-packages. Yeah. You know, so you need guys that can cover, but you also need you can, you know, you can, bring, them, you can bring them down in there and teach them you know, you know, run keys and, and how to read. And, 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 and because you're not asking them to take on any more buck a 245, 250 
pound fullback, you know, 16, 17, 18 times a game. So that position has changed. You know, it, it, you know, it really has the off the ball linebacker. And I think, you know, there, there's, that's why they had some guys kind of cross trained. I mean, I, you know, they, they, they put out a sheet for everything that people they want to, want to see cross drills on. Mm-hmm. And I, I think as, as we, as we move forward, and this is not just, Coach Mack talking. This is in talking with people in the personnel business that, you know, to, you know, sooner or later they're going to take the, the, the edge guys out of the defensive line group and let the, you know, let the guys with a hand on the ground be a group and then edge, you know, have a place for edge and then off-ball linebackers yeah. because that's the way it's kind of sifting out right now when you look at it. Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio here with us, as he always is, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Make sure you check out the official Titans podcast, the OTP. They've had so many great guests on throughout the course of the week. Dan Jeremiah was over there. I saw Dane Brugler, Judy Batista from the NFL Network, and such a, a long list of names that you have to make sure you're getting all of those interviews and insights from so many different people that the titans radio crew was able to talk to throughout the course of this week i want to go back to will anderson for a hot second matt because obviously that's a prospect that's not going to be discussed for the titans um probably within the top three or five but we can discuss him at this stage so his his tape from last year to this most recent season um what I guess are the differences there? Because I, I know Darnell Wright and and Will Anderson going up against each other gets brought up a lot. Darnell Wright had one of his best. He had games, a great game against. Him. I thought against Alabama he had specifically a great game against, against him. Will Anderson, and, and kind of the the season that Will Anderson had from being somebody who should have been mentioned in the Heisman conversation uh, two seasons ago to still being one of the highest level players in football this year, but not necessarily having the 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 season that I think a lot of people expected. Maybe as far as like taking another step. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think, and maybe that's unfair by me, by the way. Yeah, well, I think I think to me, and that's that's pretty much that's that's not the general consensus. You know, the consensus is is sometimes when you're when you when you're young and have a big explosive year, and then people expect that to be incremental. Well, sometimes it's not because you put that on tape. Well, guess who they're guess who they're going to offenses are going to look at to keep out of the you know <laughs> the guy <laughs> they're going to, when you become the dude it's, yeah. you know it's a little bit different and so you know he's he's going to be somebody that whoever drafts him they're going to be very very pleased with him especially the way defenses are run now and as i said the thing not not only physically but just uh, look at lucas 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 is delivering lunch lucas yes for those a, of you watching job, on zone tv buddy look, what turkey. did you did you make sure you got coach mac's turkey sandwich the, uh, it, coach mac's turkey sandwich sitting right there it's the it, Lucas is one of the better examples of the more you can do. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm the only one that uh, it, I, food is on my mind higher than yours is, and so I will do. The, I will be the one to go get the sandwiches if no one else will. Lucas, thank that you. means that I get to eat. Thank <laughs> you, Lucas. Good job. Uh, Rabel did the did the show earlier in the week, Mac, and he asked me if if Lucas was my stretch, and I said yes, very much so. And Lucas, Lucas did That's not. That's a compliment. Like, I I thought so, but Lucas did not take it. Coach, that if way. Buck cut my checks, I'd be dirt poor. <laughs> That's 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 a, not true. In fact, I've actively offered you money to pay, you know, to do things when I'm out of town and stuff like that. And you felt insulted that yeah, I, I'm not, I don't want your money. That's a compliment. You saw who Coach Frable when he was was unable in that preseason game to be the head coach mm-hmm. because of because of illness. Who he put in charge, right? Yeah, stretch. So. Sure, but Buck doesn't pick me to do the show when he's gone. I absolutely that, did. Buck's holding me down. I yeah, had to go out of my way to ask for you to do the show when I'm not here because they kept putting other people on it. I was like, he's sitting right there. He's here every day. Anyway, we don't have to relitigate this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this domestic fight is getting a little uncomfortable for Kirby and I. 
Coach, we, we, we may need a little we may need a little therapy at some point throughout the course of our prospect discussion. Uh, Coach Mack is here with us, of course, uh, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans as his appearances across the station are each and every week. So we, we haven't, Mack, as a show today, talked a lot about offense, which is why we're grateful, or a defense, which is why we're grateful for your uh, uh, presence today. Corners, it's yeah. such a fun class to talk about. And I, I, let's, let's start with the thousand-foot view of what the corner situation looks like this year before we dig in on individuals. There there's different iterations. There's different size and shapes. But there are, there, this is a strong corner class. And I think it's a strong corner class throughout the draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to be able to find some guys. You know, they're going to be able to help you. Because look, everybody's playing – Pretty much so. I mean, I, I can't say everybody, but, you know, they, there's a lot of covering has to go on in, in, in collegiate football. And there's some, you know, there are some really good players when you start diving into the corners. Corners sometimes, though, Buck, when you start to evaluate corners on tape, it takes a lot of time and patience because they're not involved every play. Right. And so you have to be able to, to, to find out what's going on. And then you have to understand the defense. And then you, you start trying, when you start trying in general, the first way I start looking at him is start trying to look at him against uh, opponents that are going to spin it outside. And, and, and then you start narrowing it down from there. But it takes a lot of patience to study corners just because, see, when you're, when you're watching offensive linemen or you're watching defensive front people, they're involved in every play. Yeah. Every play, once the ball is snapped, something's happening with them. With the corners, not so much. And so it takes some time to look at them. But all that being said, there are some really good corners in this draft that will be available for any club throughout this draft. You know, some of the top ones will clearly be gone, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be corner poor on the second and third day. They're just at, at, the, at the top of, like, the prospect discussion, whether it's Keely Ringo or Gonzalez who's being discussed, and I know there's a couple of other players who, uh, you know. Joey depend- Porter Jr., Joey Devin Porter Jr. out of Penn State, and, and so many others who, and it depends on which club is evaluating yes. them for their system, and everybody will have different grades, of course, as, as the process goes along. But I think the thing that, that catches my attention most just kind of looking at, at all of them is the length and length. the size well, that is there. And, 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 and Buck and you know, I mean, when you're watching NFL football games, Lucas is with us in the booth up there yep. on game day. You're watching NFL football games. There's so many contested catches, and there's and the the quarterbacks are so accurate that you know you have to either be if you're if you're not tremendously long, you need to be really able to stay in sync. You need to be either ultra sticky, you know, or it, you know, if you're, you're for six, if you're six feet, like Witherspoon is, he's not a big corner. He's six foot, 180 pounds, but he's he's amazingly sticky. Yeah. He's amazingly in phase, and so really his size doesn't matter because he's close enough to the catch point, and he's close enough there at the arrival time to be able to do something with it. The longer corners, uh, when you start looking at them, they've got the advantage of the reach and the length, but sometimes when you're that high cut, it takes a little bit of transition time, so you've got to compensate with it with, you know, with reach and being able to do things. So you've got, to, you've got different flavors throughout. I mean, 
mean, Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon is 6'2", 200 pounds. Yep. I mean, that's a big corner. That, and that's a big, good-looking corner. And just watching the tape, you know, he transferred from Colorado one year. He's long. I got outstanding athleticism, cover corner. Uh, he's a he's a run defender. He's got foot quick, COD, flexion, good hips, long speed. He's a press cover guy, stays in phase, instincts and zone awareness. Everything I've said says first-round pick. A good short area transition, long levers, a combat defender down the field. And he's not shy of contact, and he will he will bust it with his strength. So. That's why he's a first-round corner, because he employs both of those generalized traits that I just mentioned that you look for in corners in the league, because your accuracy of your quarterbacks are so much better than what these guys have faced in collegiate football. Even against premier quarterbacks, the accuracy is still not like it will be when they're developed in the league. Some come into it with better accuracy. And then again, it, it's it's different. It's different in, in collegiate football just because of the way the hashes are. And it's it, the only reason that makes a difference is, is because playing a boundary corner is a lot different than playing a wide side of the field corner, especially when the ball's on the hash. And especially if you're a slot performer, that is, is most of the time people will put their slot to the field off of, you know, uh, you know away from the, away from the ha- a boundary and away from the far hash. That's a lot of ground. It's a lot of ground to cover. So you, you take all of that into, into account when you're watching these guys. And as I say, if you find somebody like Gonzalez or like Joey Porter Jr., 6'2", 192 pounds, that has length, physicality, he's got reach, he's got a large tackling radius. I mean, he can go get them. You know, he's good at run support, good transition. Hips are good. He's an in-phase guy. He wins the red line a lot downfield and you you've seen the red line on the on the on the practice field which is five yards from the sideline yeah. and you're always trying to with vertical routes win the red line all right either as a receiver or either as a corner well this guy wins the red line a lot when you watch the deep balls he's got ball skills now i'm not sure he's quite as fluid okay because he's he's, he's longer built but he his transition is good enough he's a day one starter i think and there, there are times, even though he's six two, he'll let he he will sit there and kind of look around, you know, when it when when blockers are coming to him, rather than just get those levers out there and you know and and just choke them and throw them and you know and throw them off. But he's a first day starter. Uh, Coach Mack is here with us on one zero four five the zone. We're talking defensive backs, specifically corners, right now at the NFL Combine. Uh, Mack, the a, a starting corner is not necessarily a need for the Titans right now. Although you're always looking for increased competition. Well, sure. I mean, we, we know what they look like largely, though. With how many Bolden. we run? How many did we run through? Oh God! So I mean, I mean you, you can never. You, <laughs> I need to pull up the list again. I used no, to have this off the top of my do head. It. You can't it it, in the National Football League. You can never have. Too many of two things. You can never have too many people that can go get the quarterback, and you can never have too many cover guys. Yeah. Because that's what's happening. Now, we found out this year that, you know, it's it's vital not to go down to three and four and five deep on the offensive line because that's that's everything everything is dented when that when that happens. But so your point being is that when you're looking for corners, because most of the time, uh, Buck and Lucas, during the year, if you bring a corner in he needs to play. Yeah. 
Well, and I thought Terrence Mitchell, uh, you know, or, uh, he, he, he didn't necessarily have the best outing. I think they were content to kind of let, uh, oh, who's the Raiders wide receiver that had the big Mac game? Collins. Uh, Mac Collins have the big game and make sure that the tight end and Devontae Adams were taken care of in that game with the way that they kind of defensively game planned it. But somebody like Trey Avery, who I think obviously had a lot of opportunities presented sure to did. him. What, 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 do they, what do you like about him as a player as far as depth goes as we talk about different positions where the Titans need to add depth? I like Trey Avery's uh, combative instincts. Okay. He's, not, he's not afraid because that's a different thing with a cornerback. It's the same thing that makes McCrary. You know, a, a player, even though they said his arms are too short, which they're long enough, I guess, for him in life. But, <laughs> the, the, I mean, they're not afraid. And, and, you, and they've also got to be able to have, I mean, like that men in black little machine that erases all your memory immediately, you know, after, after, because they're going to be challenged all the time. Yeah. All the time they're challenged. And when they're, they're, when they're challenged, I mean, the light's on them all the time. But I, I, you asked me about Avery. I like that he's combative, and I also like the fact he's not, he's not really affected by a bad play, and he's not really all twisted up with himself with a good play either. Yeah. I mean, he's a pretty steady dude that you can tell he's got a lot of football sense to him, and that's why they trusted him. He's Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio. His work is by far and away not done yet here at the NFL Combine. Max hanging out all weekend, continuing to gather information, scout the players. He's here to watch everything that's happening on the field at Lucas Oil, and I know he is going to enjoy himself for the remainder of the time that he's got here. Well, Mac, what's on, what's on the schedule for you the rest of the day? Well, I've got, I've got more meetings, and then I'll be over there at the, at the Lucas Oil a little bit early. You know, to talk to some more people. And then you settle in there at uh, it's 3 o'clock. And then what did we get out last night? 9, 9.30? That sounds about right. So you got about six hours that you better get settled into your seat and be sure that uh, you know where the restroom is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mac, enjoy the rest of your time up here. We're heading out after the show today. But we greatly appreciate the insight. And it's always good to see you in person. Always good to see you guys down here. That's Coach Thanks. I know Dave. you guys got some good info down here, too. So, Yeah, it's been a very, very productive week so good. far for sure. We will talk about the tight end prospects who we spoke to earlier at the podium. That's coming up next here on 104.5 The Zone. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here. Ma'am, our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome back here at the NFL Combine. It's always nice to see some familiar faces. Never know who's going to pop up at the Indiana Convention Center. Delaney Walker 
hanging out here with us on 104.5 The Zone. What's up, Stud? What's good? What's good? Man, we're just hanging out. I uh, I, did, I knew that you were I knew that you were doing some stuff with the league this year, but it sounds like you've been very, very heavily involved with this ve- exciting tight end class that's uh, getting ready to uh, get ready for the drills here this week. Yeah, most definitely. You know, um, a wise man once told me, he been my age, I haven't been his. So, you know, if you can pick somebody's <laughs> brain, you know what I mean, you do it. And uh, that's why I think they got me here, just because, you know, I went to a small school um, and still was able to come to the combine and do well. Um, and I think that's why I got drafted. So just trying to give them guys some advice if they need it, that's what I'm here for. No, wait, not, they're, they're not in their old head and you, are they? <laughs> they, 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 you know, they didn't serve me a few times. Hey, I'm like, hey, don't do that. They're like, just out of respect. I'm like, I feel you, but I'm just like you guys. I'm not too far out of the game like some of the dudes I work with. But all them guys is respectful, and and um, we all have that same mentality. It's, it's kind of funny because to, to hear them talk was the same way I was talking when I was in this situation. So it's just good to hear them ask some of the questions that need to be answered. What, what about the process, though, is is different from now that you're on this side of things or on being involved with the league and, and being involved with the with the prospects at this point? What, do you, what, what kind of differences do you notice about the way that these guys are going through stuff? Um, it's, if it's, anything. It's changed a lot. Okay. I would say um, being behind the scenes, I'm starting to see – how the NFL tries to put these guys in the most successful position as possible. And, you know, you don't see that when you're not behind the scenes. You don't you don't understand what the NFL is trying to do. I understand this is a brand, and they're trying to protect it. But what they're doing with these kids nowadays and all of the seminars, the orientations, the meetings that they're going to before yeah. they even hit the field, you know, that's 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 big. Delaney Walker is here with us on 104.5 The Zone. He's been working up here at the Combine all week long and is going to be involved, continue to be involved with the tight end prospects as they get ready to hit the field on Friday. This class is a fascinating one. Who are the guys that you've enjoyed interacting with now that you see them in person who maybe you've seen on College Football Saturdays throughout the course of the fall? Uh, I mean, I, all of them. Actually, I I can say all their names. They all come up to me, ask me questions, talk to me. Um, but the one I'm have to say really stand out to me um, is uh, the Ohio State quarterback CJ. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know he was from my city I, until I got here and we interacted. And yeah. that, you know, that's big. You know, man, because not too many guys come out of where I come from. And for him to be so successful for the at, audience, though, where 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 is that? Uh, Pomona, California. Okay. Um, he lived in Pomona first, and then he moved to the Inland Empire. And just to hear his story and talk with him, I mean, damn, I you know, I felt bad that I didn't even know that he was from the city. So it, I'm just excited to see what he do, and I, I hope everything works out for him because I'm rooting for him. I mean, that's got to be so cool for you, though, to kind of see, like, the next generation of, of, of where it is that you come from and kind of realizing their NFL dreams after you've gone through yours and, and had such a successful career and ultimately with uh, culminating in the retirement this year. Very true. And it's crazy because he came up to me like, I'm your biggest fan. I know all the things. And, that, that you know, that, that feels so good. And, uh, it's different. Yeah, it's different. You know, it's different. And he how he followed my career. So, man, shout out to him, you know, and I hope everything works out for him out here. 
Well, man, uh, the Titans are certainly looking for some help for Chig at the tight end position uh, heading into this heading into this coming season. We know that they favor the two tight end sets in particular uh, with the way that the roster is currently constructed and a lot of different things happening right now. What, what's what's some uh, some of the insights that you can share about the tight end class for Titans fans who are very excited to see who they might end up with in April? Um, I can tell you about this tight end class. is is probably one of the best uh, tight end classes uh, coming out. Um, that's going to come out to this draft. And uh, them guys is explosive. They all can catch the ball. They can block. They're intelligent. They know the game. So, I mean, any one of them, I feel like if we get, they will they will help the team and uh, help Chick. Because, you know, Chick is great. Did every did the same thing. Came here, ran fast, um, intelligent, know how to play the game. If we add another guy, maybe a, just a bigger one that can, you know, stay out there and block. Um, when we need them to hold that point, I think it'll be big. So That's we'll some see. Giant tight ends here, by the way. It's, Michael Mayer Mayer is built like a fridge. Darnell Washington is just. I mean, just they all big. Human. They make me look so small. They walked in like you played tight end. You, they, we thought no. you were bigger. They like we thought you was they bigger. Did, they, they did the little like. Yeah, they just like on on film, film. You look bigger on TV. You look bigger. Everyone say that. I'll be like, it's the cleats. That was so unintentionally disrespectful. <laughs> I, you know, I, I take it because. At the end of the day, yeah, I'm small, but I block the crap out of everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's why, like, they kind of see, like, I guess they listen to me because they like, dude, you, you are small, but you was out there killing cats for so many years. So, you know, but it's always funny when I see them guys. I'm like, all oh, these dudes, it's giants. Who's the best blocker out of them? I might have to go maybe North, uh, Dalton from Utah. Kincaid. Yeah, he's uh, he's somebody who's he's not doing everything out here this week because he's still rehabbing an injury yeah, yeah. Uh, that he told us he sustained against Colorado this year. But he's certainly regarded as, uh, I mean, there's so many good tight ends, as you mentioned. but uh, So many good ones. Uh, so what are you doing on the field with them? Uh, just mentoring. Um, if they need to ask me some questions about the drills or if they should do another, do another, you know, if they run a 40 and run a good one, if they ask me, should I go again, you know, I try to give my advice or yeah. – um, should they do this drill, do that, or and I, or I can I just you know if I point I see something that they did that I can help them with and point it out. Uh, that's pretty much what I'm doing. Uh, nothing too crazy, just there, just in case they need me. He's the main man, Delaney Walker, Titans legend, kind enough to sit down with us here at the table. This is why you can't come up and say hi to people you know, because they'll immediately put a headset on you and put you to work. <laughs> I actually was about to come, but I saw y'all was talking, so I was like, let me go over there. We were talking. Talk. We were trying to talk between turkey sam- free turkey sandwiches that were shoving <laughs> in our face, because that's what media people do, Delaney. You've been around us long enough. You indeed, know this. But indeed. it's great to see you, my dude. I appreciate you hanging out. We'll uh, wrap up with the third hour here in Indianapolis coming up next. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.